Hello out there in radio land, podcast land. Podcast land. Um, yeah, we've done a little uh, a little switcheroo this morning, and uh, I'm in the driver's seat. Mr. Long is in the uh, passenger seat, and fact checker Bella is at my feet. Yeah, she's, she's right <laughs> she, she is she is right here, ready to on. call Mr. Long on any of his uh, lies. Uh, lies. Is that what you want to call them? Lies? Uh, that's I, I, like that's to, uh, I prefer to say they're embellishments. There you go. That's very harsh. A little hyperbole going on. Okay, so here we are at Long in the Boot. You know, Habs is uh, living Habs life and, and doing his thing. So it's a gray day here in the, the southwest Louisiana region of the state. So we decided to do it. A little something different because we're allowed to experiment because this is our podcast and yeah we're, yeah we're paying the bills we can do it there you go um yeah now you're in the you're, you're, you're you've taken the con the con that's what they call it yeah oh i did not the know command that chair. oh the command chair yeah. oh oh so yeah all right i got you yeah yeah sci-fi stuff so you've got the good mic i've got the less good mic i actually like that chair that you're in better yeah i kind of like this chair uh, so. yeah it makes you feel powerful but anyway so. anyhow so i've got the buttons in front of me um <laughs> if you if you would like to get in touch with uh g long here at long in the boot uh well, you, you can, can comment to to the lovely deborah too i mean it's not oh yeah yeah talk to I'm me not, that's uh, fine i'm not you know i'm not i'm not like that I let her. No. I, I let her out of the box every once in a while. Oh well, anybody that actually knows us knows how much of an embellishment that really is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Nice. So here at uh, Long in the Boot, if you want to give us a call and and uh, leave us a message, say how much you love it, how much you hate it. Um, don't be apathetic. Pick a side. The number is three three seven five zero two nine zero one one. Do you need that again? Did you write it down? They didn't write it down. Well, it is a podcast. You're you're listening. You can listen to it again. That's true. All right. Um, and at uh, Gmail, we can do longintheboot at gmail.com. You can also reach us uh, on Facebook at uh, longintheboot. Yeah, it's the pep, that's the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just Facebook. We don't Twitter. I, well, I haven't our, messed with the website in a little and while. The, and the website, yeah. I got, I got all thrown off because of the uh, – well, we didn't even need to talk about it. I know. I we don't need to go into that. If you're a regular listener, <laughs> you, you know, you know the, the process. You, you know, know the score. Yeah, okay. So, we have faith um, in our listeners. We know they're smart. Yeah, well, point is we don't Twitter – no. Uh, the longs don't Instagram, I don't Snapchat, Instagram, I don't Twitter, TikTok, I Snapchat, TikTok, what, any others? I don't know. Unless it's a grinder. I, I, <laughs> we, don't, we don't do grinder. I do Stevie Ray Vaughan TikTok. That's fine. Oh, that's TikTok. Not, they don't get that. Uh, then look it up. Yeah. Google it. Learn, 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 learn something. Learn your Stevie Ray. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of why we're here. I guess I can come around full circle to that, you know, to learn something. Yeah, sure. And it may not, you may not learn anything. Maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe we do teach you something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get we'll get uh we'll get some other topics here soon. We've just been school starting up. And, yeah, school starting up. Actually, that's kind of where I I have begun with this this thought process in my head, which is uh, processes. So now that we're back in school and we've got students in front of us, uh, kind of a hybrid model, half time, uh, alternating days. So it's really small groups now. Either way, very I'm small. It, very small. I'm still really grateful to have kids, uh, young people, not kids. My juniors and seniors are certainly uh, young people now. They've they've had a 
a rough go of it, just as all of us have, especially in our area. I was, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to have people other than each other to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, baby. But, but man. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's been- actually, I'm, I'm, I would say too, though, that uh, these high school kids, you know, people badmouth high school kids a lot. They really do. I don't. And uh, well, I don't either. Not uh, really. I see too many of them, and yeah. too many of them, too many of my past high school students have yes. turned into too good of people to let it go. But you know, these these teenagers recently have gone through a lot, and they are pretty darn resilient. I'm pretty impressed that mentally, I keep seeing things, you know, on online about everybody's mentally damaged, and it's so depressing because of the pandemic. Yeah, it is. All that's true. But these kids are dealing with a lot and dealing with it pretty well. Yes, and a lot really of them are, are working, uh, doing jobs, helping their families mm-hmm. maintain because some people have lost jobs. It's a, it's a, it's it's a testament to the families that raise these kids and to the kids themselves. And I say kids as Young in people. I just yeah. think of them as kids. They're they're really just uh, you know pre adults or yes. or they're adults really. At least the ones I have. Yeah. They're well, adults. Because they yeah. have been working. Well, and historically this- speaking, if you're 17 in the past, you were absolutely an adult. Yes. And I still consider them to be young adults. But I call them kids because that's just, you know, yeah. easy. Well, one one group that I have that, that recently, as, as I'm talking about discussing things, I have a group of uh, juniors and seniors, mostly seniors. And uh, they are the young people who are going to go on into business and industry. They are not academia. They're not going off to college. Most of them have, as you said, especially in this area. Been oh, working. so they're not going into debt is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of them are going to get uh, some scholarships and grants. Well, they'll go into to, debt, but they're going to go into debt like a responsible American and get credit cards. And get yeah, there you go. Well, and they're and they're all. Most of them are already doing things for certification. They've been working construction. They've been welding. I mean, this area was just so desperate after the hurricanes, and so they just went straight to work. Now we have asked them to come back into classrooms. And to get that piece of paper. And some, <laughs> some you, of them see no real reason to do that. Yeah. I, I well, as I said, you got to get bona fide now. You need, yeah, you need you that need piece the ticket. of You need that piece of paper. So the you're just going to, so you're going to follow this process. And that's really where I was with these, with these young men, because the class is a technical writing class and it's not, you know, I said, you're not going to be writing literature. This class is about writing uh, specifications. This is writing for business and industry. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a welder well is that your only goal are you going to just do welding for 20 30 years and then and then finish up and and retire and that's it right you have no idea where you may end up and how about this start your own welding company exactly and is it welding going to be the same kind of welding right now in 30 years or 20 years or even 10 years with technology and and so that led to a discussion uh one of my young men it, I taught his brother, and his brother has been out of school now for just a few, you know one or two years, and uh, he's not on the best path. And mm. I said, you know, uh, processes, writing about writing specifications, writing directions, and and following a path in life is a process, and you just never know where you're going to end up. But you, um, I said, my basically not all who wander are lost. And then, as so often happens in the classroom, I know for both of us, I ended up talking about you. 
Me? Yes, you. Why? Well, because the process, uh, how you got to Louisiana, was because you weren't exactly on the best path. And Oh, no, no. And again, not all who wander are lost. You may have been lost at the time or thought you were, but really the the bad choices you were making in your youth that ended up getting you here, <laughs> shipping you here, getting you kicked in the butt and sent here, well, yeah. um, was was all, well, I guess to get to my loving arms was part of it. Yeah, sure. So uh, <laughs> did you want to elaborate a little bit on how you made your way down to the, the boot? The boot. The long in the boot? How, yeah. did, how did I become how did the long you, in the yes, boot? Yes, exactly. Well, first of all, let's just clear one thing up uh, right away. I, I get asked a million times, I'm not a long from Louisiana. I've not at least as far as I know, not connected to the longs of Louisiana in any way. I'm sure maybe somewhere in the past, but knowing what I know about the name, it's quite possible to have the name long and not be related to other longs. It's doable because it was an add on to a name. It usually was long acre or long street, or it was always that. So anyway, that's out. So how did I end up in Louisiana? Uh, well, hmm. you said bad mistakes. Uh, yeah, I made a few bad decisions, poor choices, poor choices. Uh, when I finished high school, I was going to go into the army, but that didn't work out because <laughs> of, uh, my sudden, uh, aversion to pine pollen, which brought up a case of asthma like I had never had before. And you don't like to follow rules during, during a run. Now, as it turns out, it's probably best yes. because I don't think I would have been a very good Soldier. military person because I ask too many questions. I don't trust yeah. very easily. Why? That and, that being the number one, yes. why? Why? Why do I need to do that? Why well, do I need to dig that hole? A good soldier doesn't ask why. Well, that tells me something. You and, should be uh, an officer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I want to be a dictator and tell other people what to do. Uh, so anyway, that didn't work out. I went home, uh, fell into uh, old habits, but I had lost my uh, circle of friends. They'd all gone off to college or the yeah, military. They had, or, they had a path. Or whatever. So I was not doing things well. And Long story short, I had a uh, long story short, I had a um, something that I was needing to pay for that was given to me uh, uh, in advance. Yes. And on credit. On credit. And that particular thing disappeared. And uh, the person that disappeared, it disappeared as well. <laughs> and uh, but the person who gave it to me was very upset. Loan sharks are like that. <laughs> We don't want to get into it too deep. They want they want but, uh, their their pound of flesh. Yes, and I didn't want to give a pound of flesh anyway. Unbeknownst to me, my my uh, my father was residing in in Louisiana, and and I was sort of shipped off to uh, to go live with your father. Yeah. Wait, when was the last time you had seen your dad? At that point, uh, about nine years. So ten years hadn't talked to him. You, what were you like eleven when he left? Uh, 10 ish, 10 ish. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. So it comes to anyway. So he's in Lake Charles, Louisiana, a place I knew nothing of. (laughs) And I looked it up before I came down here because that's the kind of person I am without Uh, the internet folks. Yeah. I actually had to go to the library. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, no, actually I had a set of encyclopedias. The problem was the encyclopedias were from 1962. Oh, wow. And so this is 19, um, uh, we had just had a hurricane back then. 82, 83. I believe it was 83. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, 19, yeah, yeah, because I graduated. So, 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 so the encyclopedias I had were 20 years old. And according to them, Lake Charles was an incredibly small town. But it wasn't quite as small as the encyclopedias told me. Mm. 
No, but it was. But I, what I learned about Lake Charles before I got here was it's an oil town. I was really yeah. That well, was it. except when you got here, the oil well, had yeah, that's, town it, had gone. Bust. It's going to change. Well, not yet. It, it was about. It to. was. It was. It was on the cusp. Yeah, when I got here, I arrived just in time to have the bottom of the oil market. Yeah, drop out. yeah, because your dad had guerguaranteed that he'd get you a job yeah, and, and, oil fields and, and all that, like that, and none of that happened. Yeah, none of that I can't happened. see you covered. Although I, I did come down, and and uh, we'll say that right away met many people that made being here much much easier. Yeah. Not of, not none, your father. None of whom were my father. <laughs> uh, my dad lived with a lady. Uh, who oh. named Iris LeBlue. I will say her name because she was the sweetest, most wonderful person ever. And a great cook. And a great man. Woo. Lady could cook. Um, and you said, I'm never leaving this place. I ate things in that first week of being in Louisiana that I'd never eaten before. I'd spice. Never, yeah, actual spice. Midwestern. You know, in Missouri, yeah. it's unknown to many people. Well, now it's different. We're talking, you know, a while back. And salt and pepper were about the only spices that were ever used in my house. And I got here and discovered a world of flavor. That was a sad existence for you. Well, I didn't know that. Though. Yeah, I had you nothing didn't know to what compare you were missing. Yeah, um, now you do. The only spicy you got was like barbecue, mm. you know, things like that. You yeah. didn't really get hot and spicy. All right, we won't get into the Kansas City barbecue discussion. Well, there's no discussion. It's the best barbecue. I, I just don't know why people even argue this point. All right, talk to anyway, uh So... The lady that uh, my dad lived with allowed me to live in her home and run with her kids. Yeah, and I met her kids, and she had a lot of kids. Uh, <laughs> there was a bunch of them, a bunch Catholics. of a bunch of the blues. And uh, speaking of Catholics and kids, <laughs> but uh, just wonderful lady. And my dad also had uh, friends from previous. Uh, I met a, a gentleman who was pretty close to my own age. And he was the son of a lady my dad had previously lived mm. with. My dad never married again after leaving my mom. Best for best all. Best for all concerned. Yes. He was doing every woman a favor by not marrying them. And so I got to run with those people. And Lake Charles was a small town. When I got, arrived, compared to what I'd grown up in, it was very different. Growing up in the suburbs of Blue Springs and hanging out in Kansas City and stuff prepares you in no way for, yeah, yeah. for a small southern Louisiana and about as southern as you can get in Louisiana, you know, I mean, it's short of Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be in the Gulf. You go another 40 miles. Uh, I arrived in July. Yes. And, and learned said, very quickly about. Oh, my humidity. God. Is this hot? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was miserable. And they all said it ain't hot yet. Yeah. And and uh, got got work right away at a convenience store back in, the, in your older you young people. You can ask your grandparents about it, but it was the wizard stores. They, yes. uh, they had a whole bunch of convenience stores in Lake Charles and they were all the wizard stores. And instead of ICs, they had slush puppies. And uh, and we did not know each other at that point. No, However, no. we were very close yeah, in proximity when you were working at that wizard store. Yeah, yeah, you were a block away. You yeah, lived block, about a block away. I did. I probably went in there and. Oh sure. Yeah, you probably. Pro I probably sold you some like uh, what some smokes. And uh, no, never a smoker here. <laughs> Zigzags. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at that point in my life, dear. <laughs> uh, bound to have sold you something. You sold me something, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure. Probably a slushy. Yeah, All mad, right. mad yeah. dog. No. Was, although the, the drinking and driving rules back then were a lot more lax. I mean, 15, oh, yeah. you could have a full driver's license. And I got robbed within uh, about 
three weeks of being here. Yeah, yeah. And then you moved on to Pit Grill. I also worked I went, at a Pit Grill. It went and worked at a, a Pit Grill, the one that used to be on Broad Street. Yeah. And it was uh, that, that was a truly eye-opening experience. I'm sure it was. Combined with everything else that for was For a on. white boy from <laughs> for, a white suburban for a suburban area. a white boy from Missouri. Um, but you did all right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. I enjoyed You know why? Because you're not a disrespectful person. No, no. I have manners. Exactly. Uh, sirs and ma'ams and and treat people like uh, human beings. Although I was corrected right away at the convenience store one time because uh, coming from Missouri, people say you want to you want you want me put that in a sack. Oh yeah, and no, I no. said you want a sack for that, and I, I was corrected. It's bag. Yes, <laughs> and the lady was like mad, you know, and I was like, what? Was, it's bag. A sack is anatomy, and I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, and I was just like, oh, all right, okay, and you know. I never really used it. You again. never used it again. No, exactly. I did not. Exactly. Was... I had to correct a. I had to correct a, a person about a hang and hung, and I said, "No, people are hanged. Horses and curtains are hung." And she, I will never forget that. Thank you. <laughs> you so there's forget. just something about that uh, grand, anatomy grand, grand references, lessons. yeah, that that will stick with people sometimes. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, uh, the, the the Broad Street Pit Girl. I was the minority at that store well, as far as were. employees go, yeah. and but but everyone there welcomed me with open arms. Yeah, I was I yeah. was treated so well, and uh, it was also my first experience at at. Race relations in the South versus yeah. other places. It was, uh, it was well, really, because we mix here. Well, that was part of it. That was, well, yes and no. Right away, you, you realize that, that there is a difference. The South and, and the racial aspect of the South is just, it's just different. It's a di- yeah, it is a different feeling. It's hard to put, it's hard and, to put and, your and, finger on it. And I say it. this, but say was different. It, everything has changed oh, in, in regards to so, a lot of that. Audience, we are talking about the 80s. Yes, so, we're talking so about the we 80s. Are, we are back in time. The early now. 80s. And so Lake Charles was, was well, it was just different. But I got invited to uh, Thanksgiving that I'll never forget. <laughs> uh, I also met through my, and I, I refer to all the folks that, that my dad had been married to their mothers as my sort of step siblings. Yeah. Even though there was no legal and, paper uh, had a really, uh, Iris Lou had a daughter named Carolyn who, uh, was, I was 20, 19, 20. She was 30 something, Yeah, but she introduced me to all kinds of people, yeah. introduced me to a motorcycle guy named Puff who used to have a shop yeah. down on broad street. And then her guy, peanut, and peanut then, was a great guy. Well, peanut was the other lady. My dad lived with son. That was Betty's son, <laughs> peanut, <laughs> Caroline and Peanut. And, and folks in my classes that are now adults know that I've told Peanut stories before. <laughs> That's because he was a character. He was a character. Uh, lived <laughs> hard out working the, guy, though. Hard working, never got past the sixth grade. Very frugal with his money. Always had money, worked his tail off. Yes, he did. And lived out off the bayou. Yeah. And just a great guy. And who I can't locate anymore. After Rita, I lost track of him and never did find him again. Yeah. Well, so I, Peanut wasn't one for being connected. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't tied no, to anything. No. He, He's a, he's a drifter. Yeah, he's a bit of a drifter. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad <laughs> he way. He could run a trout line. He could. Uh, he's a country boy. Yeah, That's right. He's a country boy. Can't survive. He is the yeah, arch typical. He, he so was we hope he's by. out there surviving somewhere. And hopefully he's out there. Yeah, doing well and thriving. And okay, so so you made your way down here. It wasn't long before we met because I graduated in '82, and, and we yeah. both ended up at the same Pat O'Carroll's restaurant. Yeah, um, well, for you folks who don't know, the original Pat O'Carroll's restaurant was on uh, what, 1016 East. East Prion Lake Road. Lake Road. It's where yeah. the Captain 
captain's table or whatever it's called now. Yes, captain's, captain's, ta- captain's, captain's table. table now. It was a dairy barn. It was a shillelaghs at well, one time. Well, it was, yeah, for us it was shillelaghs and Pado Carrolls. The Pado Carrolls is Pat what it was. Is the, and it the, was one of the only places in Pat Lake was Charles. the catalyst, I think, for yeah. us and so many others. You know. Well, and a lot of stuff happened while while we worked there. <laughs> we won't tell those um, stories today. We, I'll, I'll let's tell try a few to, of them stories. Well, we need to try to keep focus today. Yeah, but I will say that understand that in Lake Charles at that time, as far as restaurants that were open, yeah, we uh, reasonably late and had a bar. Yeah, there were only about three or four. Yeah, and there just wasn't that much in Lake Charles. It was totally a gas and oil town. Uh, even downtown Lake Charles, Ryan Street, for you young folks, used to only go one direction. <laughs> you could only go down towards the river. You couldn't come back up Ryan Street. Yes, down by we'd go down by the ice packing plant. By the drive, ice packing plant, drive back there and in uh, yeah. River Road down there. Yeah. And the uh, man, I hadn't been there in years. I wonder what it looks like after the hurricanes. I'll bet that's kind of messy back there. Yeah, um, or is. they've all cleaned it up and it's just well, gone. No, you know, driving through town, nothing's cleaned up. Yesterday it was two mattresses and a bucket. Well, I meant the before road. the hurricane. They probably yeah. knocked all that stuff I, down a long time I, ago. I, I've talked about my adventures when driving. I did, when I did photography for a while, I went down there and did a couple shoots at the old ice packing plant because it was just a good rustic looking building yeah, for doing black primitive. and white for, for yeah. photography. And uh, another long story. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, it was just a very small town. And the folks that kind of had the town, there was about five or six families that really kind of ran the town. They kept development from happening. It was really weird. That was one of those weird things from an outsider's perspective. It was almost as if they didn't want people to come to Lake Charles. Yeah, Chenault was sitting over there unused. Empty, unused. And Although you could drive right onto Chenault and drive up and down the airstrip. Yeah. And, uh, Our time spent in the old barracks there in the little, that apartment. Departments, yeah. yeah. And it was a. Uh, you know those walls were cinder block, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cinder block walls. And uh, pictures don't hang very well on cinder block walls. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they glue them. <laughs> Hey, that was good times. Good times. The salad days. But Lake Charles was weird too, though. Like when I moved here, they had a, the, there was a huge gay community in Lake Charles. Oh, kind of underground. Underground. Yeah. Crystals was just about to open. It hadn't even opened yet. It hadn't opened yet. The big place was on broad. It was called the Paragon. We couldn't get any concerts. They they wouldn't let Ozzy come. In fact, when I arrived. Yeah. They announced an Ozzy Osbourne concert at the Civic Center. And, and you like, thought, oh, And I wow. had just seen Ozzy Osbourne in Kansas City. So I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> so I went and bought tickets, all excited, watching the news, KPLC one morning. And the church people were oh, on yeah. there talking about how it was going to destroy Lake Charles if Ozzy Osbourne came because he was a Satanist and all that other nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that whole bat thing. Yeah, <laughs> the bat thing. And uh, they, oh, didn't, they didn't even bring up the peeing on the uh, Alamo, which is, in fact, true. Snorting a line of ants. Well, that was, yeah. That, that was later. true as well. Uh, just don't talk about Aussie. Oh, poor Sharon. She, uh, Sharon. Poor Sharon. <laughs> the ants are in my brain again. Uh, the, the, you want ants? Because that's how you get that's ants. That's how you get ants. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, there there you go. That's, yeah, so, that's, that's so you I didn't got, get your Aussie. That's how I got to the boot and um, discovered that there was a lot of weirdness here. Yeah. Um, not to say, again, immediately I kind of decided I was here. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, as soon as I got here, I didn't really pine away 
for to, going home. To get home. Because that's really what my problem was. I needed to leave. Exactly. I needed and, to, and that was my I needed to rebuild myself. So now thank you for the segue back into back into this whole process and idea that That's because so, I'm smart, see? Smart. Because <laughs> you picked me, see. Um so Don't that was that was what I was but isn't that what you love about me? <laughs> That's, that's what I appreciate about you. That's what she appreciates. So uh, I, I said, you know, the, the story he told me wasn't so severe that I felt like, you know, this this young man was going to go off the rails and, and end up in, in, a, in a bad place. Um, so that was my point to him, that you had been on a path that wasn't really serving you. No, it wasn't. And it was, wasn't going to get you anywhere good. Well, I would. it would be good each night. When I got, yeah, know, but that's not a future. Altered. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not a future. No, that's it's definitely a, that's not a, a future. Kind of not dealing with reality. Well, it's, yeah, it's getting rid of it completely. Yeah, and that, and so I said, you know, um, and my husband, without again going into lots of details, I said, you know, and and now look at him. He's he's a mostly responsible, respectable <laughs> mostly. Uh, citizen. You know, giving back to the community. And I said, it'll be all right. The majority of my students, even kids that I worried about, yes. as as during the year or time that I had them. For the most part, ninety-five percent of them have gone on to be fine human yep. beings, whether they made straight A's, straight F's, didn't attain what I thought they might be able to attain. Even the ones who feel like they were tortured by teachers, teachers, uh, uh, other students, the bullying, they, those all things, moved on. Th- and- for the most part, it feels like they have. Now I say that because I see them superficially well, on Facebook, now, although some are not superficial. I have. Some. I will say that a few I've seen their name in the paper. Well, yeah, but that's the five percent, or the ones we've lost, or the one I don't know still to this day. When I had to go to the jail to get my fingerprints, hollered at you. I went to Beauregard Parish. I went to get my fingerprints from my carry conceal, (laughs) and they have stairs that go up to an area where I'm assuming the jail cells are. Don't know, haven't been there. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I was walking past these stairs. I just hear from upstairs, "Hey, Mister Long." (laughs) (laughs) To this day, I have no idea who that was. Who was being incarcerated in the the Beauregard Parish? jail well that wasn't prison though that was just jail it's just jail yeah so they couldn't have been too serious well that's what i say about louisiana it's when you get here it's like jail uh you'll get out if you want to but it'll change you (laughs) (laughs) the bayou does strange things to a man (laughs) you see how i changed that i did all right so so our students are going to be okay just like you were okay and you you wandered and floundered a little bit but eventually you, you we're trying to find work because again lake charles went into a depression not too yeah. long after i got here because the price of oil completely collapsed and oil fields closed yeah so you're left with the restaurant industry is closed, and all that we had were restaurants and back and then there weren't many of there those. weren't very many of them no. so they didn't have to pay you well no because there was no not. competition for labor um um Minimum wage for a server at that time was two thirteen an hour, but you did not pay tax. That's still the minimum wage for servers. Is it? I thought it was like three something now. Mm-hmm. Nope. Or really? Really. And they pay and back then. Per- it was like a dollar. I think I want to say dollar eighty something. Because I know that in nineteen ninety three. Okay. Which is the year first year I started when I went finally decided to go to college way late. Well, uh, but that was no, because, no. But my point is, in yeah. nineteen ninety three, minimum wage was four and a quarter. Okay. So I think I think waiter, waiters and waitresses at that time were it's like a buck eighty three or something. Yeah, but and that was my point though because it was in the eighties when the go- federal government decided that well you know they're cleaning up on all this cash money 
We need tips. to tax them on those tips that are coming in. So yeah. they decided that a server's uh, nightly sales, they would tax 8% uh, on that, on the sale of food, assuming that you made gratuity of at least, you know, That's why they 15%. encourage people to get credit cards uh, and use credit cards for meals and stuff because it's easier to keep track. To of keep what, track uh, of what, the, yeah, making. exactly. And so, look. Here's my spiel. I'll say it. I've been saying it. I argue it all the time. If you don't want to add a tip or gratuity, don't go to a restaurant. That server is Well, making, no, you can go to a McDonald's. Well, yeah, but you're not. Don't go to a sit-down place and have somebody wait on you and not. Now, if they're bad at their job, that's a whole different conversation. But otherwise, they are paying 8% on the food you order um, in tax. And and I've worked in enough restaurants over the years too, that waiters and waitresses get punished often for the mistakes of the kitchen. Yes. If your food is slow coming out, it's not the waiter and waitress's fault. Almost always there. Occasionally, occasionally it is. They forget to put in a ticket that yeah. does happen. But generally, if your food is late, it's the kitchen. Mm-hmm. If your food is badly cooked, it's absolutely the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Don't take it out on your waiter or waitress. Complain to the manager about the kitchen, yeah. but don't take it out on the and waiter And sometimes or there's an expediter who puts the meal together, sure. who puts the plate together, and that may be on them. We could we could do a whole show on restaurants. I mean... Oh, we could do several. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because th- those years. But that's that's the point. In Lake Charles at that time, that's really about all you had. If you weren't... Um, if you didn't have some kind of training, and yeah. even if you did, well, a lot of people then, just left. Look, back then, McNeese was called Ryan Street High. I mean, Suella wasn't really a thing. It was, but it but wasn't it very was, good. It no, wasn't run very well. No, Suella has done some I took amazing. A, I took an electrical course there, and about the fifth or sixth day in when the teacher had not spoken and got up from behind the desk, I just mm-hmm. said, you know what? Clearly, I'm going to learn nothing here. Yeah, no, I know a story of a, of a person who went to do the CNA program um, <laughs> Back in the late 80s there. And uh, some of the uh, other students were smoking in the bathroom. Not cigarettes. No, not cigarettes. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and that person felt the same way. It's much better now. It's like, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to learn anything here. So. As well as so, so much more professional now. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a student and you don't feel like you're getting an education, it makes it really difficult to get up and go every day. Yeah. So yeah. my students now are, as I told him, he, you probably your brother's going to be all right. Are you worrying about me putting my feet on the desk again? Well, I guess it's I okay that, that you're look. in the command chair. I'm I am. I, I still like my chair over there better but and i'd rather habs be in it but you know hey <laughs> you take what you can hey man i'm in yeah. this chair i'm the guest so now you're in the booth serve me <laughs> <laughs> now you're in the booth you are gainfully employed yeah. for the most part yeah yeah for the most part and crap jobs in some cases but yeah okay. but you're making it yeah, I mean, I was getting by, and you and you um, realized quickly that you and your father were not going to be a long term. Oh, we weren't going to be friends. No, 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 <laughs> not uh, going to be no, friends. The people, the people he lived with were much better people than, than, than my he father. Was, yeah, and uh, not to trash my father because well, he's, he's not here. He can't defend himself. I'll do it because if you had stayed, no, no, I'll with be, him, I'll be. Hey, look, he was. He'd be more than honest. One of the things about my dad is he never apologized for who he was. No, he was he would an SOB. He would have been the first one to tell you he was an SOB mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to change. And. That and, goes a long way. And that was best that he left. Your, that's why he didn't have long-term relationships yeah. with really anyone. No. With and, no uh, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. And I'm sure there are young people dealing with similar situations yeah. all over the place, but at some point you just have to kind of brush them off and, and yeah. move on. 
And the best way to do that is if you don't want to, if somebody makes you feel crappy, don't be around them. Yeah, don't stay too long. Recognize yeah. that you can't change that, and you you might as well move on. It's on you on your path. If yeah, now no. if you're in school and you still have no place to go because you're too young, then you do you just what you su- need. You yeah. suck it up, and you you can get out. And that's the moment part you turn of the 18, learning. Get out. That's part of the process. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've always said that that if your dad had stayed um, in your life as a young man, and that had been your role model, I'm pretty sure that we would not be a couple. I don't think that you would have been the man well, then, that you well, are. There's a good chance that one of the other kids that I played sports with or something, dads may have shot him for all I know. I mean, oh, had he, he stayed up there? He could, yeah. he could rub people the wrong way really quickly. Yeah, he was a master. He could, he could. He could. However, now. I, and, and then again, he could be the most charming individual. He, I was going to say, he had his <laughs> moments. He was very well read. He was a smart person. He, he was, may not have made good life choices, but he was intelligent very, and very intelligent so. enough to know that his family did not, his family did not benefit. By I, him I give him credit there. for leaving yeah, actually. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not trashing him for leaving no. uh, as a, as a nine or 10 year old boy, you need that role model. But then again, yeah, he obviously knew that it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So ultimately, you had a mother and a sister and no no father at home. I had a father and no siblings and no mother at home. Yeah, it works out. All the gaps get filled. I guess we, yeah, because you you do get baggage. Guys, you're not going to get through life without some baggage. Yeah, you get baggage. (laughs) It's given to you. You win. (laughs) Is it carry on? (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell us what he's won, Johnny. Well, he's won baggage. (laughs) He's got some baggage. Hopefully your baggage has wheels and it's easy to tote. (laughs) That's right, Bill. This baggage will follow him for the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> All right. Put it in the closet. That's it. That's it. It wasn't long after you got here, though, that we finally did meet at our yeah, yeah. at our little Petal Carol's Co- job. I handed you uh, your application. your application, yep. and, and uh, uh, you were working behind the bar. Yeah, and I said, "Don't trust as a him." Responsible? What seventeen year old? Yes, uh, <laughs> actually, that was yes. I had been babysitting. I had started by waiting tables and I was all right with that because I can multitask quite well. Um, but then the manager at the time had a small child and no husband. And I was also good with children. So I was babysitting for her and it was more convenient for her and my schedule if uh, she had me bartending. So she put me behind the bar. There you go. No bar cards back then. You didn't no, do any of that. Drinking age was 18. Um, and I was really good with people behind the bar. It was like a stage, you know, so I, I kind of. Yeah. And Pat O'Carroll's bar was really amazing. It, it was, was hopping. It was big. It was. There it was wasn't huge. Yeah, a whole and, uh, lot of that. You could go down to the Say Two. I mean, you could go down to Chenault and go there. And, and do see, country music. See and, Wayne Toops. And, and dance it, on the sandy floor. Yeah, yeah. And Because uh, you had to have sand on the floor so you could slide. So you could slide that little cage into And uh, Yeah, that's where I first happened to cross a... Uh, uh, Charles Mann. Charles Mann. I almost forgot and, about and him. Little Alfred. Yeah, and Little Alfred. Yeah. Um, and, and you still never got into dancing. No, nah, I never did. That was sad for me. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah. That's just one of those things. I like to dance. And uh, Glenn can't dance. No, Glenn can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> White boy don't dance. I, I, do, I do good walking. <laughs> if, if I walk without breaking a toe, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a klutz. All right. Um, I have my moments, but it's uh, it's it's just a sad situation. What's that? Are you ready to wrap up? Um, well, I guess we could. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, sure. It's 35 minutes minus the editing and, uh, well, I wish we could do these live. I would love people to be able to call in when we do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how to do it though. Yeah. I'll have to find out. I'm sure there's a way it can be done. What, um, what if we got distracted and got off track? <laughs> 
What if we went down some weird rabbit hole? I think all of my former students will back me up when I say that never happens. Never occurs at all. (laughs) Those are some of those most teachable moments. Um, Well, I get that from former students. In fact, uh, the uh, the thing about I love your class, Mr. Long, uh, uh, because you'd always uh, get off track and tell stories. And it's like, yeah, but the story still had a purpose. Yeah, they always came back. Generally, you're you're connecting, you're bridging uh, history with uh, current current, with current events or just life. Because people don't change. No, no. And the history books never tell you the most exciting things. No, the really gross stuff is never put in the history books. Just the most exciting stuff. You never get that, or they never explain it in real terms. You know, you can. Uh, I always go back to Henry VIII as the example of uh, here was a guy who just who just wanted to 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 get laid, and he ended up changing an entire religion. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, there's all kinds of that stuff throughout history, and and I've, now that I've I've got a couple of history classes, I haven't been doing history classes for a couple of years. Yeah, and it's hard to get in a routine and a rhythm right now. Right we now, are it's struggling. Really with tough because yeah. uh, just all the problems at, at school. But uh, I do try to make it fun. I think that. I think that history has a lot of valuable lessons and it also helps you see through the BS because there's always being, there's always BS being thrown up in your face. And it's also one of those things with history is when I was growing up I, I and you too, we're at the age and everybody, my age, uh, 58, uh, every, everybody, my age was given these, this like book of history stories that it turns out much of is just flat out just false. their lies yes or they would change embellishments and uh for example you know when we were growing up columbus was portrayed as this intrepid hero yes. who crossed an ocean and yes. discovered a new now world. there's a vehement hate for him well i don't think they should get that either no. i'm willing to say he was brave he was anybody who jump on one time. of those little boats and go across that ocean i consider pretty brave but let's not kid ourselves. He wasn't nice to the Arawak Indians that were on the island of Hispaniola when he found them. And in fact, he was so not nice. And the people that followed him were so not nice that those Indians aren't around anymore. Yes. So, you know, that's one of those things. And I think, but of course, you've got people now who would say Columbus should never even be spoken of. Well, no, that's, well, no, that's, that's not right either. So we're back to that idea of you can't edit history that way. Yeah. Um, I get asked all the time, why did I become a history teacher? Mm-hmm. That may be be part of it is that I think history should be taught truthfully as best we can. Well, and and not judging it based on your modern sensibilities. Right. Um, and it allows you to look back and see those patterns. Unfortunately, as, as individuals, you don't see the patterns in your own life until you're older. You don't recognize them as you're, as you're living it, moving through it. And then here you are, you know, as a 58 year old, Yeah. Um, looking back and seeing those points in your life, Again, back to the the start, which is your your process has been to seemingly wander, but you did have a path that was look all all wisdom is, and they always say, you know, oh, he's so wise. Yeah, that's because wisdom comes from the sum total of all of your mistakes and what you've learned from those mistakes, exactly. and what you do to alter your behavior so you don't repeat those mistakes. Yes. That's wisdom in a nutshell. Yes. Not, That's all it is. Not thinking that I know it all already and you can't teach me anything. No. You, life will teach you. The one thing <laughs> you know, if you study history enough, is you know nothing. Yes. And there's always room to know more. And that's, again, history is one of those things. I'm a, a huge believer yeah. in. The, and by the way, for all you politicians and supposed uh, education experts who think history is not important anymore, mm. 
up yours. Okay. Just real simple. Up yours. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's of great value. Well, look, we teach world history now, but you know, when we start the Renaissance, and you leave out, and we leave out everything before the Renaissance. We leave out Chinese and Asian history. We leave out Islamic history. Because they history. didn't have one. We leave out all the history of the rest of the world, but we still call the class world history. No, so basically, you've got a puzzle with bunches of pieces missing. How are you, as a student or as a person living in modern society, supposed to understand how we are at the point we are in with all of these countries? And and well, you, and we used to teach know where world history, starting with. Basically, civilization, prehistory. Yeah. You start there. So now what we do is we send kids off to college who had world history starting in the Renaissance. Yes. So they got professors now who go, well, they don't know anything about humanism and about scholasticism and about all the isms that came before. Well, that's why. Because exactly. we are our curriculum is not developed that way. I'm, I'm upset that 11th grade American literature is now basically, well, in a normal year, four books and nothing else. How you about, don't do timeline. You don't understand. How about British lit? You don't do British lit at all, really. Yeah. No. I mean, British lit and world history go together. So when it, for those that do go to college, that leaves a large gap. But apparently the skills that you teach by teaching one book and all of the uh, accompanying texts that go with it uh, will be enough to get them through college. It, now, you know that all these kids need to do is to be able to write a five-paragraph essay on some informational topic, and they will be a success. I think that's the place to stop. <laughs> I think that I think that before we go further down a rabbit hole that is going to get one of us in trouble. Who would get in trouble? I don't teach English, <laughs> and I'm not going to complain about about. Uh, in fact, set I wouldn't curriculums. teach English unless we bring Brit British literature back to the forefront. Seniors need British lit. Every senior should have to do Hamlet. So you know why? We... Body count. <laughs> just just sheer, body. sheer body count. Um, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know there are a lot of English teachers who feel like Shakespeare should not be taught anymore. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. he's irrelevant. I disagree. I disagree. Oh, fact oh, checker. Fact check. Yeah. Fact check true. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works for you either way. All right. So uh, so okay, I guess we're so, going to wrap it up. Well, wait a minute. So so how was it? How, how was uh, You didn't change the butt print in my chair, did you? <laughs> well, I don't you know. You probably did. Well. I don't have much of a butt. I, I'm a Cajun woman. I have a Cajun <laughs> physique. It's, anybody that knows any Cajun women know what I mean. Short, round, stout. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about it? You feel, feel like you did pretty good? Oh, I don't know. I never know. Okay. So there you go, kids. If you think Miss Long held the command chair with authority, please call at 337-502-9011. And if you actually just really, really miss me being the uh, command chair. Uh, they probably miss Habs. They probably <laughs> I miss wonder. Habs a little bit. I miss yeah. Habs too, because then I could have been doing Well he had know. some he had some uh, information this week. He did, but we're not I'm gonna, not gonna share it. We're not gonna it's, reveal it's, that. It's big. I'm not. I'm not he revealed it. If you well on Facebook, but these people Well if you want to know, just go to his Facebook page and 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 you can see his reveal yeah and, or uh, you can just wait all right they, i'll I'll, no. I'll spill i'll spill the beans he got his pilot's license that's he bought a plane he's got a cessna and he's out hunting caribou <laughs> from, from the from sky the cessna. <laughs> <laughs> which is and 
and bears. And bears. And, and, and he's probably going to bring a baby caribou home. We, uh, yeah. Well, but alive. I mean, he's not oh, going to. Oh, yeah, no, no. No, no, he's just going to kill gonna, the mother. He's it, bringing the baby home. That's Disney. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. not Hans. I'm sorry, that's a Disney movie. <laughs> all right. So, lesson today not all who wander what are learned, lost. Children? That you can make some bad uh, life decisions in some cases and still come out an all right, respectable uh, citizen. Um, Provided you don't die. Provided you don't die, because I was going to say, you know, there are some that you don't come back from. I know I've read all those quotes. You You can always make it better. Not if you're dead. Before we praise all of my decisions, just know that I survived several incidents that could have led to my demise. Oh well, yeah, we were raised in the '60s. I never, Uh, I didn't know what a seatbelt was. Including that psycho at Pat O'Carroll's. That's a Pat O'Carroll story. No, well, yes, him too. Um, oh, no, no, oh, the, guy the guy with, with, the, the, with, with the, the AR-15 yeah. in the trunk of his car. Okay, no, no, we'll save that. We'll All save right. that story. So here we Although, go. Just, just for future reference, kids, you can remind me later. Man, college, angry, trunk, AR-15. Pat O'Carroll's. Glenn Long runs. <laughs> we all did. We got down and hit on the floor and you turned bet. all the lights off. The whole restaurant that was there that night was scared. <laughs> thank you, Tim Smith. Th- thank goodness there was lots of booze flowing. That sure helped. <laughs> thank you, Tim Smith. No, I was the bartender. I was the always sober You one. were sober. I, I always stayed sober. I was sober. I only had like three or four Long Island teas by that point. I was perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> so if you want to know the result you need resolution to some of this. Uh, Habs will make his reveal when he's here next. Sure. We need to remember to tell the Pat O'Carroll's uh, pa- automatic Pat- weapon story <laughs> and uh, then the, the Naokas. We got to come there's back several, to the Indian. There, well, there's. Uh, Naokas na- had several. <clears throat> Native American. Uh, <laughs> still crazy. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Shouldn't have been drinking. <laughs> No. no. <laughs> Don't give in. No. All right. You're going to let us know what you think, how you're feeling, and uh, what. Now, when you when you want to wrap it up, what you have to do is you have to hit the uh, white button again. The white button Just, to uh, bring out the music. It, it will bring up the, the sounder. I've really now, come to love I also, your music. I also have, uh, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take anymore. It's the right purple button. I'm not feeling that way today. Okay. Well, I guess then we're going to wrap it up and and say goodbye. Say goodbye, lovely Deborah. Goodbye. Lovely Deborah. (laughs) Well, that just feels weird. Should I talk about myself in the third person? Say say goodbye, Glenn. Goodbye, Glenn. No, no. You say, say goodbye, Glenn. Say goodbye, Glenn. Goodbye, Glenn. (laughs) 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 Hello, Bella. Your dimples are cute. <laughs>